0: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. rahman Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, wa kafa salamu ala ibadihil ladheena aslafa amma ba'ad So Zakat as you all know is one of the pillars of our deen <coughs> As Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has said Bunya al-Islamu ala Islam is based on five pillars Shahadati al-la ilaha illallah The central pillar is the shahada. And there are four pillars Salat, Zakat, Sawm, and Hajj. So it's one fifth of, uh, of the structure of Islam, of the core structure. And there are many virtues of discharging Zakat, and many warnings are not discharging Zakat, the fadail. But the crux of uh, today's discussion will be on the fiqh of Zakat. How we can actually calculate it and ensure we fulfill this obligation in the correct manner. <clears throat> we learn the knowledge of fadail to encourage us to discharge this obligation and other obligations. And along with learning the fadail, we have to learn the masail to learn how to do it in the correct manner. The knowledge of fadail answers the question of why, and the knowledge of masail answers the questions of how. So these are some of the things that will be covered in the seminar. Uh, some of the highlights, what is, what is zakat, how, zakat in Quran and hadith, spiritual significance, who is required to give, how does the calendar work, uh, what assets are liable for zakat, and who are the beneficiaries, who, who are the eligible recipients, and some practical examples in the end. So what is zakat? Literally the word zakat means purity. And blessing, growth, praise Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, Says in the Quran That sadaqah is a means of Tazkiyah, purification of the heart The Tazkiyah word that we use a lot we have heard, Everyone is familiar with the word Tazkiyah Which is purification of the heart Comes from the same root word It also means growth Growth means increase uh, Like Meaning the, gro- the crops they're growing. They use the word zakat for that too. And zakat will become a means of the growth of one's wealth, inshaAllah, if done with ikhlas and sincerity. And in the sharia, it's it means to transfer the ownership of a portion of one's wealth. That portion is determined by the sharia as 2.5%. Uh, to a deserving individual who is outlined by the sharia for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there is transfer of ownership which is necessary, Tamlik. And it has to be uh, without taking anything in exchange, any compensation, not in exchange for any services. And it is not a portion of one's income but rather a portion of one's savings. That is a big difference between zakat and income tax. Income tax is on the income, and zakat is on the savings. Um, these are some ayats about it. Allah subhanahu wa taala says, "Aqimu wa atu zakah." These commandments are bracketed together: establish the salah and pay the zakah, work among the and do ruku' with those who bow. Likewise, in Surah Baqarah, Allah taala says, Um ladhiyun infiquna muallahum bil-laili wal-nahar." Those who are giving out of their wealth by night and by day So that means it's not just one specific time They are continually spending the path of Allah In private and in public They will have the reward with their Lord They will have no fear Nor will they grieve Highlight of this ayah is that sometimes it is recommended to give it privately when we want to hide the identity of the recipient. Sometimes it is actually recommended to give it publicly when it is a public cause, like a, a donation drive, a fundraising drive for a public project. In those occasions, we can donate publicly. And If there is a specific individual who has a need in his family and to maintain his honor, we do not have to publicly um, disclose that information expose the individual. So sometimes private is better, sometimes public is better. <laughs> and in Sahih Bukhari and Muslim, the Muttafaqun Alay, rigorously authenticated hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Inna Allahu 'azza wa jalla qad iftaraḍa 'alayhim ṣadaqatan fī amwālihim." Zakat money should be taken from the people from the min aghniā'ihim, from the wealthy, and for fi 'alā faqarā'ihim, and distributed amongst the poor. <coughs> So over here, the thing the scholars point out is that unless there is some um, huge um, catastrophe or disaster somewhere where everyone should help out, generally the system of zakat is such that if it is taken from the same people within the same country, within the same region, and uh, meaning the same region, the poor people are taken care, their needs are taken care by the rich of that same area. So keeping the zakat within the same area is understood from this hadith, in general. The, the spiritual significance of zakat, as the ayah mentioned, wa Tuzakihim biha," It is a means of purification of the soul from greed and purification of one's wealth as well from impurities. And it creates a bridge between the affluent and the needy, bringing them to closer together. The reason the, the poor become closer to the rich is because their needs, Allah is fulfilling through them. And the reason the rich get closer to the poor is that they realize that it is through them they are getting the re- reward of sadaqah and zakat. And they must believe that they will be in greater need of the thawab of the zakat and sadaqah on the Day of Judgment than the poor individual is in need of food and money today. Meaning I need the thawab of this sadaqah. On the day of judgment, more than the poor person needs the food to survive today. So each one is fulfilling the need of the other. And it uh, creates a more equitable distribution of resources. It increases barakah in one's wealth. And most important reason, of course, is that basically it is a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's an obligation. So it is a vital duty we have to all fulfill. what is uh, an example of the reward so in Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah 261? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Those who spend their wealth in the cause of Allah are like the grains of corn. So, then, what happens? sabah sanabil fi kulli sumbula miatu Become seven hundred grains. yisha. So, Allah can grant even more beyond that. So, seven hundred times, seven thousand times, million times beyond our imagination, Allah will give the reward. Allah subhanahu wa taala compares here interest to zakat and sadaqa. That whatever you give out in usury uh, to increase your wealth, فَلَا اللَّهُ in the eyes of Allah, that will not increase. The numbers may increase, but the tension, the headache, the stress, the anxieties, the problems with that wealth will increase. Whatever you give in charity to desire Allah's approval. This zakat, this will increase your reward in the dunya and in the akhirah. Along with the virtues, the good news, there is also the warnings. As Rasulullah ﷺ was a basheera wa nadira, the Quran is filled with targheeb and tarheeb. So the warning is, Those who hoard gold and silver. Surah Tawbah. fi And they do not give it in the path of Allah. You can inform them, they will receive a Grievous punishment fi Nahari Jahannam. On that day it will be heated up in the fire of Jahannam Then they will be branding their foreheads because they would frown when they would see the faqir uh, coming to ask for money jibahum their sides because they would turn their back side to him and their backs because then they would turn their back 180 degree Hada مَا anfusikum. This is what you used to hoard for yourselves now feel the pain of what you hoarded. So this is a very severe warning indeed. In Bukhari, there's a longer hadith here. The s- summary of this is that as you can read, the wealth will be made like a poisonous snake and it will encircle his neck and it'll bite his cheeks and he will say that Anakanzuk, Anamaluk, I'm your wealth, I'm your treasure. So, this is not just a, a very terrible nightmare, this is a reality. And this is a haqqiqah that Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam is warning us. The reason he's warning us is because of his love for us and he wants to protect us from this. Now, moving on, that was a quick overview of some of the virtues and warnings. The actual Messiah now, who is required to give zakat? <coughs> the one, number one, is a Muslim. Um, a person who is not a Muslim is not obligated to uh, fulfill any of the commandments. The only obligation on a non-Muslim is to take the kalima shahada and accept Islam. So the first thing, for all of the ahkam of sharia, they apply to Muslims. So a person must be Muslim. It's important to remember this when we talk about who are eligible recipients. Because the non-Muslim, he doesn't give zakat and the non-Muslim also cannot receive zakat. <coughs> we cannot give zakat money to a non-Muslim. We can give sadaqah to a non Muslim, but we cannot give zakat to a non Muslim. So, all of the restrictions for uh, zakat, for um, all the sadaqah wajibah, all the farad, all the obligations, whether it's zakat, whether it's sadaqah al fitr, whether it's fidiyah kafara, whether it's a vow, another, we cannot give any of those sadaqah wajibah to a non Muslim. Um, and the sadaqa nafila, nafal sadaqa, we can give to a non-Muslim. So over here, but we're not talking about recipient, we're talking about who's giving here. I just mentioned that it may, it's a, for, for us, we don't need to really uh, worry about is it fair or not. We have to figure out if that is what Allah wants or not. And that's where we stop. But in, just from the perspective of presenting it to non-Muslims who do not believe in Allah and believe Allah is fair, for them, we, we can add this point that, look, the Muslims are the ones who give it and they're the ones who receive it. The non-Muslims, they don't have to give so therefore they don't receive. That's not for us because we already believe the order of Allah is fair. Number two, adult, the obligation of zakat does not apply to children's wealth. <coughs> so if there's a not, not balik, not physically mature young boy or girl, then they do not have to give zakat. If they have money that belongs to them, it's in their name. Um, number three is (coughs) saying that if someone is insane and um, is mentally sick they will not have to give zakat they are exempted from all the ahkam of sharia (coughs) number four is nisab that they have to uh, are they should be able, they are possessing the wealth equaling to the threshold at the start and end of the lunar year. Um, So, this is uh, the one that is new uh, regarding zakat. The rest of them, being a Muslim, being an adult, being sane, these apply to all of the other ahkam of sharia as well. Whether it's fasting, whether it's salah, With Hajj, you have to have the additional ability to travel and come back and have the expenses taken care of. But this Nisab is number four, a specific requirement for the zakat to be an obligation. That a person must own and possess a wealth equaling to the threshold which will be described at the start and end of the lunar year. Insha'Allah, we'll talk about this. What is the nisab? Nisab is a specific amount determined by the Sharia. And there are two variations. There is a nisab of gold, which is 87.48 grams. In the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there were coins known as mithqals or dinars. So it was 20 coins, um, which is 87.48 grams. And silver, it was 200 dirhams which is 612.36 grams so this was determined by Rasulullah 20 grams of gold uh, 20 uh, misqal of gold and 200 dirhams of silver if a person has um, what is the value of that now? so 87.48 grams as of 325 2023 Uh, as we know the gold rate fluctuates it's at 63.62 dollars per gram is uh, $5,565.48, if it's Right, $5,500 approximately. And silver is approximately 450 or $460. So the, you just take the, the rate uh, of the gold per gram and the silver per gram times the number of grams. Very simple, straightforward. If somebody has gold, they will go with the gold nisab. If there's an individual, a man or a woman, for example, she does not have cash, she only has gold. So if she has less than 87.48 grams, she does not give zakat. If she has 87.48 grams or more, she will give zakat. And if the individual has only silver, what will they do? They will go by the silver nisab. The question is if they have mixed assets. So they have gold, silver, cash, money. Then they can go with the gold nisab. Um, Classically, the fatawa used to be to go with the silver nisab, but the silver nisab is so low now, so majority of the muftis say that an individual can go with the gold nisab. If somebody says, you know, um, why would they go with the silver nisab earlier, they used to say that because the silver nisab was less, as we see, uh, and more people would be responsible to give zakat, so it would be beneficial for the poor individuals. But what happened is that the price of silver, the price of gold went up so much, and the price of silver remained so low over time. And inflation, and it's not only with respect to who has to give, it's also who's eligible to receive. So if a person has just $500 in the bank, and if you go with the silver nisab, that means that uh, he has to pay, and it also means he cannot receive. Because to be able to be an eligible recipient, you have to not be in possession of Nisab. So now this, if you go with the silver, person has $500, he can't receive zakat money. And we all know that $500 is not a lot of money to have, as your total, total assets $500. So that's why the scholar said we can go with the gold Nisab. So the eligible recipient, if he has only $1,000, he can still receive. Because $1,000 is less than the gold Nisab, even though it is more than the silver Nisab. Uh, and another reason is because of the udhiyah qurbani on the Eid al-Adha, it is followed on an individual who ha- who is in possession of nisab. So if you go with uh, silver and the goat is three hundred fifty dollars, so uh, if he has only five hundred dollars, he must give. And passing of a year is not even a condition for qurbani. So on the day of Eid, if a person has five hundred dollars, he has to give a goat, and more than half of his wealth he has to spend right away, which is uh, not practical. So that is why we can go with the gold nisab uh, for dollars, for reals, for rupees, for, uh, for stocks. For all the zakatable wealth, we can go with the gold one. This is uh, about uh, one issue where people get confused regarding the calendar. The starting date for a zakat year is the occasion when an individual's assets first meet the nisab threshold. So you see this red line here, this is the nisab. <clears throat> and if a person way back when he started earning he had no money he started earning money and the first time when he hits the nisab that is when he has to note it down in his diary and his lunar year of his uh, zakat year begins for example Ramadan 1443 that was the first time he started earning money then throughout the year if it fluctuates right this fluctuation even if it dips below the nisab, is not significant. It is on the due date the next year, the exact same lunar date, not the solar date, the lunar date which is different and is uh, around 13 days or so less, shorter, then what happens is on that date whatever assets he has that are zakatable, he calculates 2.5% of that and discharges the zakat. The fluctuation throughout the year is of no significance with one exception which is if he goes down all the way to zero even if he dips below the nisab we won't consider that but if he goes down to zero then that year is done we will start a new year when he hits the nisab once again we will see that the fluctuation of wealth throughout the year will not affect the determination of the due date if an individual's wealth meets the nisab threshold at both the beginning and the end of the Islamic year, they are obligated to pay zakat. So in the beginning, if he, like here, in the beginning, he was, and at the end. Now the fact that it's in Ramadan, in this case, is a reminder that we like to discharge the zakat in Ramadan. Because it's It is an amazing deal of buy one, get 70 free. Right? So you give zakat, and you get 70 zakat. Um, but what if your first date is in Rajab? So um, your zakat would be followed on, on, in Rajab. So you can change the date the first year by prepaying in, zakat, uh, zakat in Ramadan, even though it's not due, and then you change your date. Like Rajab, and Ramadan. So in Ramadan, it's only been three months. You still pay your zakat. And then every year from Ramadan, you pay your zakat. And you can put it aside, and then you can spend from it throughout the year. Because people may be needy throughout the year, if everyone is discharging only in in Ramadan, how will people's needs be fulfilled throughout the year? So you can take it, put it aside, and then distribute it as the the needs arise. In case we wonder what's going to happen if everyone gives it only in Ramadan. So this is about the fluctuation in the year. The next slide shows us that if someone loses all their assets and their wealth falls to zero, then they will need to reach the nisab threshold once again to restart the zakat year. (coughs) So what happened here Is that uh, When he hit the nisab here Which is in shawwal His year started But he went up his assets It went below the nisab That's fine But when he hit zero Khalas When he hit safar This time From where was it Shawwal till safar Doesn't count Um, And this doesn't count In the calendar counting Mashallah When he hits the nisab Once again In Rabiul Awal At this point From here You start a new year So the zakat will be due from Rabiul Awal to the next Rabiul Awal. If as long as he does not not hit zero throughout the year. Whenever he hits zero, it resets the year. This means that the date for the beginning of the new year will reset. So uh, what's the summary of this? Summary of this basically is that, look, uh, there's one date where a person uh, discharges his zakat. Typically, for example, it could be Ramadan 20th, 21st, or 25th, or Ramadan 15th. So on that date every year, you calculate all your zakatable assets and discharge 2.5%. That's all you have to do. Whatever fluctuation happened throughout the year, you do not have to consider that. That means if you um, lost a lot of money a few days before the due date, that will not go into the calculation. And also on the flip side, if you earned a lot of money a few days before the due date, that will go into the calculation, even though it has not remained in your position for an entire year. So, if you earned or inherited uh, a huge sum of money, like a week before your due date, that will be part of your calculation. And if you lost a lot of money in, the, in stocks uh, before the due date, it will not be part of your calculation, even though you may have held it majority of the, of the year. What are the assets liable for zakat? So, we have to give zakat on gold and silver, right, and on cash and business merchandise. Livestock and agriculture. So we're going to be talking about one, two, and three. We're not going to go into the detail of livestock, livestock, which is uh, as a lot of uh, zakat for cows, um, cows, camels, um, sheep, goats, horses. As that is not typically things that people are in, uh, investing in, and agriculture for farmers. So they ha- they have usher and khiraj. These two we're not talking about. If people have questions regarding number four and five. Uh, they can um, send an email, we can work on that with them. Number one, two, and three, these are the ones that are uh, more common. Business merchandise refers to anything bought with the intention of selling f- for profit. Anything you buy with the intention to sell, is called business merchandise. Mm-hmm. As tijara. not liable for zakat, jewelry, other than gold and silver. So... Other than gold and silver, even if it's um, platinum or diamonds or um, jewels, rubies, emeralds, uh, cars, they're not liable for zakat. Household appliances, any property, if it's your home that you live in, it's not liable for zakat. If it's a rental home, there's zakat on the rent that you receive, not on the value of the property. So these things are not liable for zakat. Right, So th- what is liable, you have to give zakat on go- gold, c- silver, cash, business merchandise. These are the three main things. Stocks um, falls under something that you buy with the intention of selling it. So it falls under number three. And <clears throat> these are the things you don't have to give zakat on. Zakatable versus non-zakatable. The types of assets, right? These are the ones we covered. Gold, silver, cash, livestock, agriculture, business. Non-zakatable. Now this is important where the non zakatable is divided into two things. They're necessary and beyond necessary. Why is it divided into two? Because non zakatable assets, meaning you don't have to give zakat on it, and it's necessary, meaning your home, your car, um, and basic furniture. These are non zakatable assets, you don't have to pay zakat on them, and they're necessary for you to have. And then there are non-zakatable assets, which are beyond necessary, like additional vacation homes, additional rental properties, additional uh, luxury items, uh, boats, yachts, or you know, artwork or expensive things. They're non-zakatable. Diamonds, rubies, emeralds, they're non-zakatable. There's no zakat on them, but they're beyond necessary. And why do we need to make this distinction between necessary and beyond necessary if they're non-zakatable? It's because it may play a role. It will play a role rather uh, to determine whether a person is eligible to receive or not. So there are uh, three categories of people. Two categories are well known, and there's a middle one that we may not realize. Three categories. One is the one that is fakir, miskin, on the matraba. He's toiling in the dust. <coughs> he doesn't have anything, so he is not liable to give zakat, nor is he eligible. No, he is not liable to give, and he is eligible to receive. Right? Liable meaning responsible. Eligible meaning uh, legitimate right he has. So he's not liable to give, and he is eligible to receive because he's miskin da matraba. He doesn't have does he have zakatable assets? No. Non-zakatable assets does he have beyond necessary? No. He barely has necessary. Nothing. And on the other hand, you have the individual who has zakatable assets, who has gold, silver, cash, beyond the nisab. <clears throat> so he is um, liable to give zakat and, and, and he is not eligible to receive. He cannot receive because there's, say there's a millionaire he has homes and he has a lot of gold and silver and he has bank balance more than $5,000. He has $500,000. So he is not eligible to receive and he is liable to give. But there's a middle guy. This is a confusing one. If you look at his zakatable assets, he doesn't have cash. He spends it all. He doesn't have gold. Uh, so, does he have to give zakat? He doesn't have to give zakat. But, when you look at his everything he has are non-zakatable. But the non-zakatable assets that he has, he has necessary ones like one home, one car. But then he has a lot of beyond necessary ones. Like he has vacation homes for example. So, when it comes to paying zakat, we'll say, hey, you you don't have to pay zakat. Why? Because you don't have zakatable assets. But when it comes to receiving zakat, we'll say, you cannot receive zakat also. He'll say, I don't have the nisab, look at my bank balance, it's $200. But then, you have beyond necessary assets, like you have a whole additional home. So we'll tell him that you can't go and collect zakat money, you need to liquidate those beyond necessary non-zakatable assets. So, this person is in the middle. He's not uh, liable to pay, nor is he eligible to receive. He's not liable to pay. There's two nisabs. It's called nisabu wujub zakat, nisabu hirman zakat. One is the nisab, if you reach it, it's wajib, you must pay zakat. And then another one is a nisab, when you reach it, you can, you, it's haram for you to receive zakat. So, this person, he has not reached a nisab where he must pay, but he has reached a nisab where he cannot receive. Okay, so this is the beyond necessary category here. There are a few more slides about this. Look, necessary things is considered household goods, clothes, cars, house, furnishings. So, if there's a per- this is important because if there's a person, remember the nisab of gold he said was, say, $5,000. So, um, if there's a person, he doesn't have $5,000 in the bank, uh, he only has thousand dollars but he has goods in home, he has clothes, cars. if you ask him to put everything up on eBay, he will be passed in Nisab. is he mandated to sell everything? no he, it is necess, it is permitted permitted for him to keep the necessary non zakatable items and not include that in the calculation for his eligibility for for receiving zakat so these are the necessary non zakatable things that don 't go into the calculation and the beyond necessary is Fine art, jewelry, other than gold and silver, high-end watches, sports cars, yachts, vacation homes. So, if a person has invested in all of these these non-zakatable assets, and he doesn't have zakatable assets, and he says, "Hey, you know, I don't have to pay zakat because I invested in all of this," technically he's correct. Um, But if he starts saying that, you know, I can receive zakat, you'll say, "No, you cannot receive zakat." Investing. In non zakatable assets with the intention of avoiding having to give zakat is a very khabith and evil intention. And it is a sign of extreme greed. Technically, a person will get out of it, but that is something which Allah is knowing the condition of the heart. Where a person, for example, if he has cash, which is zakatable, and he intentionally invests in diamonds. Investing, if you invest in diamonds with the intention of selling it, then it will become merchandise. It will be zakatable, but just for hoarding the diamonds. <clears throat> it's because there is no zakat on diamonds. Then that would be a very haram intention. Okay, so this is a bit complicated. So there's, it's further explained again. So you see, this person A is liable to pay zakat and ineligible to receive. Mashallah, this is majority of uh, the ummah here. We all pay zakat. Alhamdulillah, and we are not el- eligible to receive. So this means the blue is your zakatable assets is above the nisab threshold, and your non-zakatable assets is also above the threshold. Both zakatable and non-zakatable assets are above the nisab, okay? And then person B is not liable to pay and is eligible to receive. This is the opposite extreme. The faqirun, the miskeenun the matarabah, toiling in the dust. The zakatable assets is below nisab. He doesn't have $5,000. Non-zakatable assets, he also doesn't have. Everything is below, so he can receive. Person C is not liable to pay and ineligible to receive. This is the middle guy. When it comes to Zakatable assets, what's your bank balance? $300. What's your non-Zakatable assets? All the yachts and sports cars and vacation homes. So this person, he doesn't have to pay but he cannot receive. I think that's sufficiently explained now. Now, let's do some practice. Is it Zakatable or not? Household appliances? Non zakatable. Un- okay, we didn't talk about 401k. So 401k, there is a vested and the unvested. The vested, it goes with you wherever you go. It's your money. You just put it aside. So it's zakatable. The entire amount. Uh, because whatever your employer has given you and whatever you have, it's both in your name and you will take it with you. If you don't have enough cash money to pay the zakat on it, then you can pay the zakat on it when you receive it. The unvested portion, <clears throat> um, you may lose it, so you don't have to pay zakat on the employer's portion until you get it. The employer's ma- match portion. What you have put up and you're going to take with you, you will have to pay zakat on that. Vacation properties, zakatable or not? Not zakatable. And the white gold, if the white gold um, content is more than actual gold, there's no zakat on that. Diamond necklace, there's no zakat on it. And cars, also there's no zakat. Gold-plated watches, it's just one atom thick gold on it, there's no zakat. And rental properties, on the rent accrued there is, not on the value of the property. Now you get into businesses, stocks and assets. Zakat is due on stock and inventory, acquired with the purpose of being sold again. Anything you buy with the intention of selling. The calculation of zakat will be based on the goods retail price. So if you buy something, selling it, there's two prices. One is the price you bought it, one is the price you're selling it. So you'll give zakat based on 2.5% of the price you're selling, not the price you are buying. Okay, so so if you, uh, yeah, yeah, Yani, the retail, the selling price. That's why like when you give zakat on your, um, on stocks, what do you do? You You don't give zakat on the value of the stock when you bought it, you give zakat on the value of the stock on the day, if you would sell it. What's the value in the market today, on your due date? Real estate that is acquired with the intention of being leased out is exempt from zakat. If you have real estate and you want to lease it, you don't have to pay zakat on the value. Every partner is responsible to dispense zakat of his percentage share. So if there's a business that they're 60, 40, 50, 50, 80, 20, whatever the percentage is, they both have to discharge their zakat based on their percentage. So in business assets, we have zakatable and non-zakatable. So whatever cash is in the business, the stock in the trade, whatever merchant inventory, and cash and trade receivables, meaning what are outstanding things that are been paid for and are supposed to come in, all right, that are due to the business. So you already paid for, uh, you're buying whatever laptops, 100 laptops, you paid for it, it's coming in, so you have to give zakat on those laptops that are receivables non zakatable uh, are like the property if the business has a property you don't have to give zakat on the value of the property whatever machinery equipment furniture service receivables people are supposed to come and do work you paid them advance for the physical work no you don't have to give zakat on that trademarks copyrights these things are non zakatable so business shares if if you buy something to sell it the entire holding is subject to zakat, plus any dividends received. So this is a uh, stock that you have in Apple, Google, Tesla, whatever. You um, you have to give zakat on the value of that stock. However, there is a smaller business uh, in which you are partnering with someone to open a restaurant, for example. So you are a sleeping partner, he's the cook, and you are financing. So you are also a shareholder. You are a shareholder of Apple, and you're also a shareholder of this Restaurant, but there's a big difference in in both. Over here, you are purchasing it for investment, long term, versus just to buy a share and sell it. So over here, in the what will happen is you will pay zakat on the dividends, of course, just like the rental income, and percentage of zakatable business assets. So you go back to that restaurant and see, okay, what's the value of the restaurant? How much of the restaurant, the value of it, is the property? And the machinery equipment, the furniture these things are non zakatable you don't have to pay zakat on that in the business it, the business account, how much cash is in there what 's the inventory if you're selling things in the business. just have to give zakat on the zakatable business assets portion, not on the non zakatable business. This is when you are holding on to the share in the business long term. but if you are buying and selling a stock the same thing applies with Apple. Part of the value of Apple is the cash that they have billions of dollars. Part of it is their headquarters, their building, their, their property Apple owns. They have definitely a lot of machinery and equipment. These are non-zakatable parts of the value of Apple. But why do you have to give zakat on the entire share of Apple that you have? Not on, you don't go into your shares of Apple and divide it into zakatable and non-zakatable. The reason is that the whole share you are buying and selling. You're not, like a, you're not uh, an owner of the company for long term. So the whole share has now become like uh, stock and trade, where you buy and sell. Inve- it's, uh, it's like just like somebody buys and sells cars, somebody buys and sells laptops, you're buying and selling the shares. But over here, you're not buying and selling in the business. So when you have a share in a business, then you divide the value of your share into zakatable and non-zakatable. Someone has further questions on that we can talk about it afterwards. Um, the biggest portion of this presentation are the Q&A at the end. That's why I'm going through all the material quick. Debt receivables, right? There are three types strong, weak, and bad. It's called Qawi and Mutawassit and da'i. Three types of debts and three types of rulings regarding the debts that are receivable that I'm going to come to you. One is Adainul Qawi, the strong debt. So that means <clears throat> there is Zakatab as so like cash, gold, or silver that you had given out to somebody and it's owed back to you because of a loan or unpaid invoice. The difference between a loan and an unpaid invoice, a loan is you just gave him the money for the sake of Allah and he pays you back. And An unpaid invoice is that he bought something from you and he said he's going to pay you on credit. So he owes you money because he took something from you. That's an unpaid invoice or an unpaid invoice for service. So he bought something from you or he took some service from you and he owes you money. That's an unpaid invoice. Loan is when you gave him the money in his hand, you lent, lent him the money. And you lent him cash, gold or silver. So this becomes obligatory uh, on the person immediately. So that means when you calculate your zakat on your due date, okay, you have to pay zakat on the money owed to you. If somebody says, why should I pay, I don't have it, it's because on the other hand, that individual that you gave the money to, say he, um, he borrowed $5,000 from you, when, when it is his due date, he looks into his assets, he says, okay, I have $10,000 in the bank, and will, will he give zakat 10,000, no, he will deduct 5000 I owe uh, so-and-so, I owe Zaid $5,000, Zaid gave Amar five thousand dollars as a loan. So when Ammar is calculating his zakat he will deduct five thousand dollars and say that this doesn't belong to me in fact I'm supposed to give it right away to Zaid and if I hold on to it in fact and not give him pay him back it's a zulm. it's a sin to delay the payment back of the debt if you have the money so he will not give zakat on the five thousand in fact he will deduct it and after deducting it he will give zakat on the remaining five thousand two point five of five not two point five of ten 10k, 10,000 He'll give 2.5 or 5,000 So he's deducting it He's not paying zakat on it Because he owes it to you And then you say That I'm not going to pay zakat on it Because I don't have it So who's going to pay zakat on it It's going to be No one's going to pay zakat on it Either here nor there So the reality is He is allowed to deduct it And you must pay The zakat on it <laughs> Then the question comes That I don't, What if he never pays me So It's due now uh, But when you receive the money You can pay it then I, uh, if you 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 can pay it then, but the problem is, you will, if if he pays it to you after two years or three years, you'll have to pay zakat for the last the past three years. If you pay it um, every year, then when you receive it, you don't have to pay anything. It will just be added into your savings. So you have a, it becomes obligatory on your due date and the next due date and third due date and as many years it takes, it's it's due. Uh, But the payment is required when you get it. If you want to prepay it, it's better for you if you can afford. If you don't have the money to prepay it, then you can wait till you receive it. Weak debt is uh, intangible receivables. For example, an employee's unpaid wages, meaning your employer, he went bankrupt, he owes you money. Uh, You worked last two months, he didn't pay you, and then now when it's your due date, the wages that are unpaid, do you have to calculate that? Or you're a landlord and your tenant stopped paying rent and you're going through the eviction process. When in the world are you going to get that, that unpaid rental? Do you have to give zakat on that? If there is a wife, does she have to give zakat on the mahar that her husband did not pay her? Or if somebody wrote in his will a bequest of, well, see, so-and-so should receive so much money and the, and the executor of the will has not given it to you. These are all considered weak debts. So for this, zakat is only required for the received wealth and not for past years. When and if the employer has tofi or he becomes rich enough or the court mandates that he has to pay you for the wages that were unpaid or somehow the court makes sure that this tenant pays the unpaid rental to the landlord or the husband pays the mahar after so many years of marriage or decades of marriage or the bequest is finally given to you at that point you have to pay the zakat not for the past years. Because this is daenun, daifun And then you have the bad debt The bad debt is debt which is re- unlikely to be repaid There's two scenarios If he admits to owing the debt or he denies it I never saw you, who are you? So if he admits to it But he's just saying that, you know, I, I need more time, sorry, fulan fulah In this case, if the debtor, whether solvent or insolvent Meaning whether he has money or doesn't have money If he acknowledges the existence of the debt uh, Then you cannot exclude it from the zakat liability. You have to include it. Right? If you don't pay now, pay it when you get it. But you have to pay for all the past years. However, if he's unable to recover his debt, despite his acknowledgement, then it's not subject to zakat. You can just give up. You, you try, you try, you try, and he's just saying, no, no, no. He's acknowledging it, but saying, I can I cannot. And he just runs away. Then at that point, you don't have to include it anymore. You don't have to give the zakat on it. And if he... If he uh, denies the existence of the debt, He says I never took money from you Then it's not subject to zakat If you don't have evidence You can't take it to court It cannot be verified Then give it up You don't have to give zakat on it Alright, that's simple Now deductibles Deductibles is Now when we have our zakatable assets We talked about who has to give zakat Yes, the Muslim and Aqil and Sahib and isab. And we talked about on which wealth The zakatable wealth and not on the non zakatable wealth. Then we talked about um, what are the debts you know, we, that you have to pay zakat on. Those are debts that are owed to you. Now we're going to debts you owe others. We're switching the gears. We talked about debts that are owed to you, now we're talking about debts you owe. What type of debts can you deduct? In the past what would happen is that the scholars would say you can deduct the entire amount of the debt because people would not like to be in debt, they would not like to borrow money. But now what happens is that everyone is in debt long-term debt. So if if you start deducting the entire long-term debt, nobody in America will be giving zakat. Everybody would say I'm eligible to receive zakat," (laughs) Because if you have even if you have a hundred thousand dollars, mashallah, in the bank, you still have a one million dollar loan on the home and credit card debt and college debt and all kinds of debt. So because of the the nature of how the economy uh, changed and uh, the way the culture is that everyone is involved in long-term debts, Therefore, the ruling is, you can only deduct one monthly payment. Only one monthly payment can be deducted for debts that are structured to be repaid in installments over an extended period, such as mortgages and student loans. So your, your halal mortgage, like um, guidance or Islamic um, University or Divan Bank, whatever your monthly payment is, your mortgage, student loans, your monthly one, you cannot you can deduct that. You cannot deduct the entire loan. So if you have uh, someone has a hundred thousand dollars in his bank and his monthly payments for his loans are you know ten thousand or five thousand, he can only deduct that. He cannot say, hey, I owe a million dollars, so I'm negative nine hundred thousand. Short term, short term is if there's a friend you borrowed the entire or c- cousin or sibling, you ab- you owe the entire amount, the total amount of the short term. Is due so you can deduct that you so if, um, if there was uh, some emergency in the family and you borrowed ten thousand dollars five thousand dollars you can deduct that entire amount because you have to pay the entire amount off as soon as possible so you can deduct that uh, what are other things you can deduct unpaid essential living expenses such as utility bills like this month whatever utility bills you have you can deduct those um, Goods purchased on credit. If you have a debt, that you for this month monthly payment on something you can deduct that. If you're fulfilling the mahar now, you can deduct that. If you owe your employees compensation, uh, you have to your payroll that is due this month. You can deduct that, and a short-term personal loans that are due, you can deduct that. So these are the things you can deduct. Your your expenses, things you owe this month. Uh, wages, loans that you owe this month, all of these things you can deduct. Okay? And, and then you will have to give 2.5% on the on the balance. This is very this is when people important, new one that I did not mention last year is about the retro zakat. Retro zakat is for the past years. When a person makes Toba and he wants to pay zakat for the past years, how does that work? See look, year 1441, say he had hundred thousand dollars on his due date. So 2.5 percent of that is 2,500. He's trying to calculate the past zakat due. So for the year 1441 he has to give $2,500. But for year 1442, right, um, on his due date, if he sees that he still has $100,000, he doesn't have to give 2.5 percent of the whole 100000 he will give 2.5% of the 100,000, but minus the 2,500 which was due before, right? So you have 97,500, 2.5% of that, which is two, right? 2,437, it's a bit less. Why are you not giving, uh, 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 you're, you're sitting now, where are you sitting? You're sitting in 1444, and you're giving zakat for 1442. And on your due date, you have 100,000. But you don't give zakat for the 100,000. You don't have to give zakat for the 100,000. You can give zakat for the 100,000 minus the zakat that was due in 1441. Okay? And then 1443. So, zakat for 1443 is, is this was 2,500, 2,437, this is 2,376. Why? Because it's, it's, you take this um, and minus another 2437 that was due here. And then finally, for the, the two, 1444, it becomes less, 2317. Why is this important? This is because people, they, uh, over here, is not that significant. But the numbers will become much more significant and it will balloon with the 401 case. So with a 401k, if a person has, uh, mashallah, really ballooning 401k, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, which the bank balance that he has to give the zakat, he doesn't have that much money right now, cash at hand, but his 401k is really huge. <coughs> so the basic concept of the 401k, I know this. There are a lot of different ikhtilaf about this, different opinions. The reality is that the most safe opinion and what seems to be the most appropriate opinion, is that the entire amount is zakatable. If you choose to withdraw it, and you pay the penalties, and you pay the taxes, and 20% goes in penalties, and 30% for example in taxes, and 50% is gone, and you only take 50% back home, then you give zakat on the 50%, that's fine. But if you choose not to pay the penalties, then you didn't pay it. And if you choose not to pay the taxes, then you didn't pay it. Then what happened? The entire amount was rolled over and invested. So the entire amount is zakatable. It's just like basically if somebody thinks that you, know, you put it under your mattress, you put it under your pillow, or you put it in a bag, or you didn't even just do that, rather you invested it. Because it's not just stagnant, it's in being invested. So if it's being invested, the entire amount is being invested. So the entire amount should be zakatable. People get hung up over the fact that, oh, if, I, would, if I, I don't have access to it, well, you choose not to, right? No, if I do take it out, then I'll have to pay a penalty, but you didn't take it out. So if you do take it out, take the pay. if you do pay the penalty and pay the taxes, it's not going to be zakatable. So if your 100,000 becomes 50,000, only 50,000 is zakatable. But what did you do? Did you have the choice. Don't you have the choice? Nobody put a gun to your head. Do you want to pay the penalties and the taxes and prematurely withdraw it, or do you want to keep the whole thing invested? So you made the active choice of investing it. So since you made, the, so the entire hundred thousand is being invested, year after year and year. Hundred becomes two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand. So then a person will say that um, if I want to calculate the, the zakat for it, the two point five percent of the million dollars, I don't have that cash at hand because whatever I'm earning, I'm spending. So then we will say that the fuqaha state that wait uh, just on your due date, calculate and keep on calculating the value of your 401k on your due date and keep it aside. And when uh, you reach retirement or you withdraw at that point, then you'll have to pay for the for the past years. And that is where th- this calculation will help you. This is where this calculation will really help, in, and, and it'll, this, uh, the numbers will be quite significant. The difference, because you have over here four years, and you're only talking about hundred thousand dollars, right? So if you take this four years, make it thirty years, and then the hundred thousand becomes two, three, four, five, six, seven hundred thousand, then the difference will be every single year. You see, once you um, you owed it, then you take that out, the amount that you owed. So therefore, year 1444 uh, Zakat due is 9,631 So this is giving Zakat for previous years The last thing I believe is the beneficiaries of Zakat Who are eligible recipients This is the ayah of the Quran lil wal Zakat is due to the Fuqara and Masakeen The poor, Fuqara, Faqir He has wealth but below the Nisab masakeen are have no wealth وَالْعَامِلِينَ عَلَيْهَا Those that were appointed by the government, the zakat collectors. وَالْمُؤَلَّفَةِ um, قُلُوبُهُمْ The new Muslims that needed support in the time of Umar رضي الله this became منسوخ, abrogated. Nabi sallallahu would give zakat money to new Muslims. New Muslims can still receive zakat if they are eligible. But a wealthy new Muslim like Abu Sufyan who had a lot of wealth Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa gave him additional camels and goats and sheep for reconciliation purposes to prevent harm but now um, the time of Umar this was abrogated slaves they do not exist anymore gharimeen those who have debts they are burdened by insurmountable debt meaning their debt exceeds their assets so they are negative below the nisab a person may have the nisab is five thousand dollars. He has six thousand dollars, but he owes urgent, like a short-term debt of ten thousand. So he's negative. Ufi This refers to the Muslim soldiers, the mujahidun fi sabirillah, and the traveler wabnus sabil. The wabnus sabil traveler is the one who has assets at home, but he has no access to them. In the past, when they could not transfer money, there is somebody who has a lot of money at home. He's lost. He lost his money with him in Hajj or during his journey, so you can give him money. If he was poor, traveler, he's already included in the first category. This is a rich traveler who doesn't have access to funds, which nowadays would not generally apply because we can easily transfer funds. So these are the the categories specifically mentioned. Uh, The most important for us would be those who are poor and needy, and the other one that applies are those who are in debt. Okay zakat cannot be given to the following individuals a person cannot give to one's children all the grandchildren great grandchildren likewise parents grandparents and spouse so these are the three relatives going straight up parents and grandparents straight down children and grandchildren and spouse across that means besides these a person can give so a person can give zakat to siblings and uncles and aunts and cousins and nephews and nieces in fact, they will get double the reward. Once for disarging zakat, second for helping out the family. Number uh, Next one is after the family is Banu Hashim, the descendants of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Ali Abbas, Ja'far, Aqeel, Harith bin Abdul Muttalib. Descendants of Ali is Hassan and Hussain. So the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Nabi ﷺ said, Zakat is haram upon them. It also doesn't mean that there should not be helped. They should be helped through Nafal Sadaqah. If they need help, it is highly rewarding to help the family of Rasulullah Sallallahu but not through Zakat. Number five, a non-Muslim. As I mentioned in the beginning, we cannot give Zakat to non-Muslims. And a wealthy person who is in possession of Nisab, naturally we cannot give them Zakat. Uh, not only a person who ha- we talked about who has zakatable assets more than nisab, even if a person has non-zakatable assets that are not necessary beyond nisab, we cannot give them. And general welfare projects in madrasas, hospitals for construction directly, we cannot. If there's needy students, or if there's a fund for needy for for um, patients uh, who are needy, and the money is given to the patients in the hospital, right? You give them the medication, you give them the money then they pay their fees, or the students, you give them the scholarship, they pay their fees, then it's, per, pa, pa, then it's permissible. But not just straight into the building, because the is will not be found, where you are not making an eligible, needy recipient, the possessor and owner of the zakat fund. Right. Likewise in mosque construction. So there is no faqir who is involved, who is taking the money. Nor can you give it to employees. If you hire a a fuqara masakeen, poor individuals, and give them some labor or some work to do, then you give them the zakat as wages, that's not permissible. Right? Prisoners, the, okay, one who does not have the nisab of zakat but has goods beyond their essential needs. This was covered. These are the people that we cannot give zakat to. Now when it comes to the actual paying, it is important to pay it without delay, on your due date, and you should make a clear intention you have to have the niyyah if, sometimes if you get very emotionally excited in a, a very, in a fundraiser and you write a check you don't make the niyyah of zakat or salaqah. then you have remorse later say, oh can I deduct that from my zakat you cannot do that you have to have in al-amalu bil you have to have the niyyah at the time so it is necessary to make the clear intention of discharging zakat when you give it to the eligible recipient or their representative so the eligible recipient is the faqir himself, or the representative, like the students who are eligible, they sign that, you know, we are assigning the to be our representative to collect zakat money on our behalf. After going through a whole form, clicking off, I do not possess any salab of gold, I do not possess any salab of silver, I do not have any assets beyond, uh, that are non-zakatable as well beyond my needs. And then I assign the representative to accept the zakat money on my, my behalf to, for my fees. So that is now the representative, the wakil of the eligible recipient. So when the money goes to the wakil, the the representative, the zakat is also discharged. Or while separating zakat funds. So when you separate the zakat funds, you have to make the niyyah there. Now from that separated pile, when the money is given out, if you forget or somebody who works for you gives the money out in your family, then there's no problem. The zakat is ada. the Um, you may use your own wealth to pay the zakat for your spouse or for your adult children as well as long as they have permission and acknowledgement so if you pay your zakat you pay your own zakat, you pay your children's zakat you pay your wife zakat that is permissible as long as their niya is also there Okay. to ensure the validity of zakat the recipient must have complete ownership and unrestricted control so you have to give it to the recipient and tamlik is making the person malik. It's called tamlik. Number one, uh, the one who's transferring it must be the one paying the zakat or the authorized representative of the one paying. So you are yourself making the person malik. The recipient is an eligible living person or their authorized representative. You cannot give zakat to a dead person. For example, he needs money for his funeral. So his estate is not an eligible recipient. You can give the zakat money to the son, for example, who does not have money to, for the burial shroud of his father. And as I said, it, it cannot be for payment for services. Now we come to the, uh, the scenarios at the end where we can, do, uh, we can apply all the principles learned. So scenario one is if Zaid has $999 in his bank, and he has a house worth $300,000 and a car worth $30,000 is he liable to pay? if he has how much? if he's no, is he eligible to receive? so how do we work this? is that we see that he has $999 in his bank. is this a zakatable asset or not? it, it, it is, however is it below the nisab or above the nisab? below the nisab, because the nisab is $1,000 so he will, it seems like he won't have to pay zakat on that one what about the house worth 300000 So that is not zakatable. And a car worth 30000 So that is also non-zakatable. So is he liable to pay zakat? He doesn't have to pay zakat. Right? Because the nisab is $1,000. So he does not have to pay. Um, is he eligible to receive? So most of the matters that we have been discussing are black and white. Very clear. Uh, what is zakatable? What is not zakatable? Who is eligible to receive? Who's not? The one gray area where there is an ishtihadi matter, which is subjective, is when you define uh, the non-zakatable assets are divided into necessary and not necessary. That's where it is a bit uh, gray, because uh, the house worth three hundred thousand, depending on the uh, where he's living, where it's located, real estate values. He may have a strong case that this is a necessity, you know, just a house for my family. How much can he get? Some places, just a condo is $300,000. So, are you going to tell him that, you know, I can't give his God money, you need to liquidate your house? No, this is a house that I inherited. You know, I didn't necessarily pay it off or anything. Or even if he did, I paid it off in the past. I don't have the money now. I only have $999 now. So, he does have a strong case for him to be eligible to receive as well because the main thing is his nisab is below $1,000 okay, uh, he only has $999 scenario number two, if Amr has $500 in his bank is this below or above the nisab? below, and he has a house worth 500000 that's non zakatable. are we going to include that in the calculation? no but he has two vacation properties, each worth 100000 Okay, so these are $200,000 vacation properties. Is he liable to pay zakat? So when it comes to paying, we'll say that look, he only has $500, so he doesn't have to pay. If yes, how much? No, he doesn't have to pay. If he is, is is he eligible to receive? This is a very, very clear one. He is not eligible to receive because of the vacation properties. You'll be asked to sell it. If he says, I'm not getting the best price, you will say, so what, you cannot, you need to sell it and feed your family Instead of asking for zakat money. Alright? Um, and if, if there's just no buyer, then he can take a loan and pay off the loan when he sells the property. Scenario number three. Mariam has $700 in the bank. Okay? Um, which is above or below the nisab? Below the nisab. In a house worth $300,000, we are not going to count that. Rental property worth 100000 Rental property? Does she have to give zakat on the hundred thousand dollar rental property? No. She has a total of four hundred dollars in rental income, in addition to her bank balance. Does she have to pay zakat on the four hundred dollars rental income? Yes. So the seven hundred and the four hundred is eleven hundred. So she, will, and the eleven hundred will now take you past the nisab of one thousand. So she will have to give zakat on the eleven hundred, because the eleven hundred is now north of the or positive, more than the nisab. Scenario four: Fatima has six hundred dollars in the bank, and a house worth Six hundred dollars is that above or below the nisab? Below. below. So so far it seems like no zakat on it. A house worth three hundred thousand, we're not going to count that. One resale property worth one hundred thousand. So resale property meaning something you bought and you're put on the market actively trying to sell it. So that is zakatable or not? What do you say? It is zakatable. It is zakatable. So you will include this hundred thousand. One property for rent w- worth two hundred thousand. No, there's no that. You won't count that one. So you take the six hundred and the hundred thousand. and hundred uh, and one thousand six hundred and six thousand. Hundred and six thousand dollars. Two point five percent of hundred and six thousand. No, wait, wait. Six hundred dollars in the bank. Oh. House property worth 300,000, resale property worth, yeah, so this 100,000 is zakatable, and the 600 is also. So hundred and, uh, $100, and, six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, $6, and Yeah. Yeah, not 6,000. Yeah, re- and, uh, resale property is not, is accattable. With The rent, yeah, the, the property for rent worth 200,000. The value of the whole property of 200,000 is not only the rent that comes in. Yeah. The rent that came in is in the bank. Okay. Scenario number five is a bucker has uh, $5,000 in the bank. So is that zakatable? Yes. A factory property worth 200000 There's no zakat on that. The machinery worth 100000 A lot of machinery, no zakat. Inventory worth 10000 yes. yes. So how much zakat should he pay? So 5000 and 10000 correct? 15. 2.5% of 15000 Okay, so. Each example, of course, is is highlighting different things. Here, we're talking about the machinery in the factory is non zakatable, whereas the inventory is zakatable. So, uh, scenario six: uh, Zaid has fifteen thousand dollars in the bank. Is this zakatable? Yes. yes. Ten thousand dollars in his 401k. Okay, in which five thousand it was contributed by him, and five thousand was the company match. Uh, now machinery is worth twenty five thousand. What about the machinery? No, no. the inventory worth two thousand five hundred Yes there is a one thousand dollar fine to withdraw the 401 k currently. Is that going to be deducted if he if if he pays for that fine it's deducted If he doesn't pay it it's not deducted. How much should he pay if the four one k is vested and what if it's unvested see this is where we talked about the vested and unvested. So the fifteen thousand dollars in the bank, that's one hundred percent zakatable. and this ten thousand is 401k. If it is vested, then the, fi- the five thousand he contributed and the five thousand the company matched, the entire ten is zakatable. because whichever company he goes to, he's going to go with him. Uh, but if it's unvested, to chain him to the company, to keep him locked up. In that case, the five thousand contributed by him is zakatable. The five thousand dollar company match is not zakatable. Why? Because as soon as he leaves the company, he will he will lose that. So that is why, with respect to the 401 K, it depends. If it's vested, the entire ten. If it's unvested, just his contribution, not the company's match. Scenario so seven: Zaid has four hundred dollars. In the bank, and his wife has forty thousand dollars in gold and silver. How much zakat is he obligated to pay? Right, huh? He's not obligated to pay, all right. Why, yeah, morally, he can he, he may pay on behalf of his wife, yeah, but uh, he is not obligated to pay, he's not obligated to pay, right? The, the wife can pay zakat on her. Uh, must pay her own and if her husband helps her out that is very kind well, pay, right? no no the question was how much zakat is he obligated to pay Zayed is not obligated to pay anything the wife is obligated to pay on her own right huh? he should rem- all those who believe save yourselves and your family members from the fire of so just like he should ask his wife to did you pray fajr please pray fajr and she should ask him, "You pray for her." Likewise, he can ask her, "That did you discharge your zakat? Make sure you do so." And if she, he can offer. He is not obligated to offer. He should he offer? Yeah, it's absolutely rewarding. It's absolutely rewarding to offer. Scenario eight: Zainab has ten thousand dollars in the bank. So does she have to give zakat on ten thousand dollars? Absolutely. Gold that she wears worth fifty thousand? Yes. Uh, silver that she does not wear worth 1,000? Yes. The so point here is whether you use it or not, you have to give zakat. Diamonds worth 30,000? No. So she has to give zakat and 10,000 plus 50 is 60 plus 1? 61. 2.5% of 61,000. Okay. So Alhamdulillah, that brings us to the end of it, but we have one thing I wanted to show you, is all of that what we learned is put together in one calculator, if you go to our website, mazidias.org, it's got a calculator. Um, I was just open. You have a question? Anyway, I was just going to show you the calculator on the website. It's not clicking. Uh, if, so, um, if you go on the website, inshallah, there's a lot of work went into. Okay. So, what will happen is, um, you just input the numbers. And it will um, calculate it for you. It has uh, every hour, based on the fluctuating gold and silver market value, the price, the nisab keeps on changing on there. So, it calculates the nisab for you. It tells you what are... Um, yeah, so now he's remotely putting it for me. I hope I can scroll. Okay. So this thing here is on the website, masjidds.org/slash zakat calculator. Um, so it gives you the gold price per gram. See, it says here: live market value updated March 26, 2023, 1301 PT. Right? So it's, it's, it's getting updated all the time. The price per gram is 63.69. From the back end, from the market, is the plug-in. And then the gold nisab is 5,571. The silver is 459. You See that. Um, so what you do here is you choose, you want to go with the gold standard or the silver. You have an option, gold or silver. You pick which one. You're safe to go with gold. Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam establishes 20 gold dinars, 87.48 grams, 200 silver dirhams, 612. The scholars have given fatahs regarding the permissibility of using either one. So you put in here your cash on hand. All right? So if somebody has, mashallah, like $10,000 cash, balance held in um, oh, cash, I mean what is he doing with so much cash, black money? <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe make that whatever. I guess cash people have like $50. <laughs> okay. Ba- balance held in bank accounts. Because this is where most of the people keep their money. Say, mashallah, he has $5,000. Or, Okay. And resale value of shares. Whatever. You just keep on plugging it in. So he has $2,000. Resale investment property is is um, $150,000. Retirement plans. Okay. um Vested 401k or IRA. So, so it's, it's in his name. So maybe it's whatever, 200,000. Business inventory. Say he he's not a businessman, so he has zero. Gold and silver, jewelry at current value. Um, so be, you got the point. You just keep on adding the numbers. I just want to show you how it comes at the end. Gold and silver, bullion, meaning if they're uh, coins. Um, he, doesn't have, he doesn't invest in gold. That's owed to you. This is important, money that is lent to others. So people owe you money, you never, right? So if somebody he owed, uh, owes him a thousand dollars. Accounts receivable, this is when you sold things and people owe you money. So total assets becomes 361000 It keeps on adding in for you and tells you this is your total assets. So it really helps you in, in doing your work and you make sure you don't miss anything. You also have your liability side what are short term debts you borrowed from someone alhamdulillah this guy did not borrow any money long term debts he has then you can put your 1 month mortgage payment 1 month car payment 1 month student loan all of that you know the all his loans are like $3000 a month incurred expenses for the month you uh, your rent utilities credit card bills you got to pay this month right this is where all the theory comes to practice uh, whatever it's um say I just put $500. $500. Wages due to others, he doesn't owe anyone wages. So the total liabilities is $3,500. Total zakatable amount is still $357,550. You went with the gold nisab, so your zakat is calculated, 0.25% of your zakatable amount is going to be $8,938. And then, of course, you can pay wherever... This is also an option to pay to Darsal Seminary Scholarship Fund. There's a click button there to click that, pay Zakat now. What we can do on, on our end, Alhamdulillah, we ensure that Zakat is used for indigenous students of secret knowledge. Um, you get a double reward for discharging your fraud obligation as well as for sponsoring Islamic scholarship in America. We don't use it for physical infrastructure, salaries, administrative expenses, non-eligible expenses. Only for the zakat eligible students, for their food, for their tuition, uh, for their housing, for their books. Um, so it's about um, $8,000 a year tuition, housing $3,600 a year, food $3,300 a year, books. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala make it easy for all of us to learn and practice and implement this is a faridah Some questions came in. Can we give zakat in the form of food, grocery items on a monthly basis? Yes, yeah, zakat does not have to be given in the form of cash, can be given in kind. So if you take your calculation, like this one, this brother here that we did, his zakat was $8,938. So with $8,000 or $9,000, he goes and he buys $9,000 worth of food items or medicines or clothing or blankets and he distributes that. He can discharge the zakat that way. Can you give zakat to our married siblings? Yes. You can, you don't, do you have to tell them it's zakat? No. You can just give it as a gift. But you have to make the niya. Because the family members, you cannot give zakat to are only parents, children, spouse. Parents, grandparents, children, grandchildren, and spouse. Yes. Okay, maybe we can discuss that privately, look into it. Yes? Yeah, if a person buys a plot of land and he doesn't know what he's going to do with it, it's not zakatable until he actively puts it on sale. If he has no idea, he may build something on it, he may sell it, he may rent it, he may do something he doesn't know, it's not zakatable. Yeah, yeah. So for 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 the gold, yeah, you will you will do it uh, uh, on the active actual gold price. There's a selling price, buying price, and there's the actual gold price. The actual live gold price. You'll do it on that. If it's twenty four carat, on the full gold price. If it's twenty two, then you'll take twenty two out of twenty of twenty four times the gold price. Right? Yeah. So you you will take the. Um, there's two photos on that. One is that if it's more than 50% gold, just consider it as 24 karat. The other fatwa is you can actually take the proportion. So if it's like 21 karat gold, then 21 over 24, that fraction, times the gold price will give you uh, the value of that gold, zakatable part of it. Because the alloys that are there, the non zakatable portion, which is like in 21 karat gold, you have... Um, so you will have three carats of non-gold, right? So those three carats are non-zagatable. Yeah, is, you're talking? No, say if I have 100 grams of JEEP? Say if I have 100 grams of Yeah, you can use the actual uh, current, yeah, you can use the actual, that's what I said. There's two fadwas about it. So if you, the one that we have is the safer one where it's, it gives you the 24 carat price, which is what, higher. So you'll end up paying potentially a little bit more. But if you want to be very precise, you may use the 22 carat, 21 karat, which will be slightly less, right? Yes, it's so Mm. yeah so that's what I was saying if you're saying uh, for the 401k 60% will be deducted the question is has it been deducted no it has not right if you if it is deducted because may Allah protect you me and all of us from any calamity where we need to prematurely withdraw if you prematurely withdraw and it actually is deducted then it's deducted then, then you don't pay zakat on it uh, yeah, and there was an option for now deduction. Oh, OK, yeah. yeah so, uh, but, but the value, mm. it depends on current value. So the current value is like <laughs> 40. Let us <laughs> say we have 100,000. Yeah, so but the. 40. So we
1: pay the cost on only 40 and the asking You cannot touch it without taking that 60% out
0: yeah so th- that that's why there's both both on this matter but the 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 American Fiqh Academy uh, they 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 have a whole paper on this in which they they that look you are if you if you are paying it then it's deducted and if you are not paying it then what is happening to that 60% so is isn't it being reinvested so like for example next year the your balance of your 401k is it only the forty percent that is invested or the whole hundred percent is invested? Whole hundred percent. So the the question comes in
2: because of the value that is held in four oh one K,
0: you do not have the cash to pay for That's why we're saying you pay for it the year after you after you get it, you pay for the years in the past. So you, you pay it at the, at the end Yeah, at the end. but yeah. You, but if something
3: would pay it mm. by, for example if I go back in five years. Mm. Hmm. So I calculate that amount and give the 2.5% of it, but the
0: value changes after, so yeah. should I use the same calculation? Yeah, basically what you do is, every d- on your due date, whatever the value of the 401k was, if you check the history, on your due date, on the past four years, whatever the value of the 401k was, you if you pay it, then when you take the entire amount at the end, you won't have anything due. No yeah yeah
1: for example if i have 100000 but the next year it will be maybe mm. then you will
0: deduct yeah. The amount yeah whatever zakat you had uh, yeah you right right, because just like when we did the chart yes. mm, let's let's go to the calculator show me the calculator you see this calculator when when you have this calculator we have um we have all your assets right but we take liabilities and what is the liability the debt. So the debt is also mm, the zakat that is due. What so previous zakat, zakat due or would be the right way of paying if I am
2: not paying on my four hundred K now till I reach
3: sixty or sixty two when I take it up mm. So when I get the
0: lump sum amount at that time, just pay from that whatever. yeah yeah. So, uh, if you don't have cash to pay every year, then when you take it out at the age of 62, then you will pay for the past years. 2.5%, 2.5% of the value of the, collected amount. of the collected amount per year for the past years. <laughs> each year, each year you would have to see on uh, uh, what the value is. You have. That's why the simplest thing to do, to be very safe, is that on your zakat due date, do the work now so that you don't have to sit down and do the work for 20 years at one time. On your due date, what you do is that you look at your 401k. On this date, what's the balance? What's 2.5% of that? Keep a Google sheet, keep it safe, and have that in record in your diary. Every year, what 2.5% of my 401k balance this year, which I'm not paying. And then when you, it matures and you take it, then you add up the amounts. And, and also, some years it, was, it may be more. Some years it may be less even. So, so let give you an example. 2022.
2: 2022 the hmm. value of the stock uh, of the 401k is 100,000. In 2023, 2024, the value goes down to 90,000. Yes. Do you? since that 100,000 is already paid for and now that money is 90,000 do you owe any zakat following year or you don't owe any zakat? Yeah,
0: that's the thing. Okay. Z- the, 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 we're coming from the mentality which is v- that we're all used to zakat being on income mm-hmm. um, tax being on income. So, z- so tax is on income whereas zakat is not on income, it's what? So savings. savings. Yeah, so basically you would have to give, so if you give zakat on 100,000 the first year, then the next year the, the, the value of the stock of the 401k is down to 90,000, you still will give zakat on the 90,000. Okay. Yes.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: I know for sure if I put these two jewelry today, it will be 75, 70, 80, more than, more than the cost of the three. So how to
0: calculate the zakat on the main jewelry of the jewelry. Yeah, yeah, so basically he's asking about the jewelry. You don't have to pay zakat on the making charges or, or the design work. You just have to pay zakat on the the value of the weight. Yeah. yeah, not for example, the height you have the hundred grams of jewelry
2: it's like the same person. I had the same thing, hundred grams worth of bangles, right? I just got, calc- I just looked it online. It says like each gram costs hundred dollars for buy the same bangles, but if you just calculate for the gold price per gram, it's only sixty six dollars. So if you pay the
0: car for sixty six dollars, a worth of hundred dollars, which the bangles cost, right? Yeah, so you only pay it on the gold value, not on the on the, unless you are buying and selling gold. If you have a gold shop, then in that case, you will do it on what you're saying, the making charges, the resale value, because it becomes stock and trade at that point. So if have a if you have a, somebody has a gold jewelry shop, then they will have to pay the zakat on the bangles and everything on the retail, re- retail value. Do you know, retail value will come into consideration at that point. But if you're just using it, then you will pay it on the gold price. So if I have 100 grams worth of bangles, just multiply the statistics now? Yes. Because that's the same thing when you go out at
2: this
0: point in time in the market and try to sell it, so this is what you're going to get. So A yeah. yeah. few
1: questions, sir.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, uh, Zakat paid through that's that's large organizations like something happened in Turkey you give it to a certain organization they are discharging it they cannot differentiate between muslims and non-muslims there everyone is affected is there the zakat paid
0: yeah so um, in, in, with respect to the like the turkey and syria they alhamdulillah they were pretty much Muslim. muslims yeah is there a place where there's non-muslims involved then you can definitely need to support through sadaqa okay mm.
2: so second question so, uh, stocks in private portfolio purchased on uh, by already paid zakat money with intention to hold long term such as 10 years I'm, i bought it it is not for trading it is for holding in my portfolio for 10 years and sell it at 10 year after 10 years is it zakat uh, wajib when i sell it at the selling price Or should zakat be paid every year?
0: yeah so if someone is holding something long-term and just wants to sit with the dividends? yes yeah so in that case then you would have to really do a lot of research to go into the books of that company and to determine how much of the value of their stock percentage of that would be in zakatable and how much in non-zakatable assets like the value of Apple how much of it is their cash and how much of that is their building, and how much of that is their inventory? So, it's, and then in, if you determine that like um, 60% of the value of the Apple stock is in zakatable assets, and 40% of it is like their company fixtures and factories and properties that are non zakatable, then you would pay zakat on 60% of the value of your Apple stock, not on the 100% value. So That's if you're holding it just long term. And you 're not buying to sell
2: so let me make it simple for you. Um, some uh, stocks do not pay dividends you're holding it for ten years, mm. so you hold off on your zakat until you sell it yeah then, and then, pay then on that amount yes okay so second uh, next thing is uh, I um, say for example my own example uh, I zakat is paid from on the money last year i have saved the money to purchase a property, um, and now I have gone into contract, but my zakat is due on Ramadan yeah. one, first. Mm. I've already paid my um, earnest money, but the closing is after Ramadan. I kept the closing after Ramadan. Yeah. So do I pay zakat on the money, which is I'm holding it to pay for the, to, for the closing?
0: Right. So um, this is an issue where you have a lot of funds moving between being zakatable or non-zakatable prior to or post the due date. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that um, if, for example, um, a person had uh, a million dollars cash for the whole year, but just one week before his due date, he closed on the house and he transferred that million dollars cash into non-zakatable house. So on his due date he won't have to give zakat on it.
2: No, that's not with that intention. That's
0: no, 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 I'm just saying flip side. The opposite side is if a person had a house and just one week before his due date he sells it he sells it and then he ends up having cash. So on his due date the non-zakatable turned into zakatable. So it goes both ways. So basically on your due date if your wealth is zakatable or non-zakatable that's what counts. Now in this case If you, uh, for example, sometimes people, what they do is they had a non-zakatable house, they sold it, and they have cash. And the cash is only for a few weeks until they're going to close on the new home, and the new home is going to again be non-zakatable. In the interim, the two weeks, they have like a million dollars of zakatable cash. And the due date comes in those two weeks. So they would would have to give the zakat on it, because on their due date, it's zakatable. Unless it's a debt.
1: Huh?
0: No, no, yeah, exactly that's what the whole point is, on your due date on your due date whatever nisab you have, now we went through the whole chart you don't, ha- you don't have to have it, you ha- the zakat this one year passes on, uh, on on you as an individual, not on the wealth meaning one year ago you were sahib-e-nisab and, and one year later you are sahib-e-nisab not on the wealth otherwise, you know, some, that's what people think that, oh, the wealth must remain in your position for one year you know why that's impossible? That's the reason it's impossible. Say if somebody, for example, he receives a paycheck on the 15th and 30th of every month. And his financial investor uh, advisor told him a very good advice that 10% of your income, uh, just put it aside as if you don't own it so that you can save for your future. And he's a very wise person and he does that. So what happens is that on the 15th when he gets a salary, he puts 10% away. And on the 30th when he gets a salary, he puts 10% away. And mashallah, uh, he can afford to do that. So 10% of his uh, salary is put aside. Now if you want to wait for giving zakat on that 10% saving, after that penny remains in your possession for one entire year, and not before, then what does that mean? The following year, every single month on the 15th and 30th, you will have to give zakat. Because those particular dollars and cents have remained in your possession for one year, one year later, right? So for example, in January 15th, January 31st, February 15th, February 28th, right? first of all we're not supposed to go with these, it's supposed to be Islamic, to begin with lunar. But I did not want to confuse everyone further, because the payments are not coming from the lunar months, but just for the record. Anyway, so that money is not going to remain in your possession, for one year until one whole year. So you'll be giving zakat every month, Whereas zakat is not due every month, not twice a month, is due once a year. So every dollar and cent does not need to remain in your possession for one year. Rather, you as a sahib of nisab have to be a sahib nisab, possessor of nisab a year ago, and one year later. And you, don't, uh, and, and you don't worry about the fluctuation throughout the year, unless it hits zero. That's why we did three, four slides on that. So if there is, if the situation you're mentioning That you have the money If you have signed the contract But the so closing money, has been done
2: Yeah, so the money does not belong to me anymore Because I've signed the contract mm. I've paid yeah. this money The physical transfer of the money will happen after Ramadan But I'm liable to give that money
0: Yeah, so it's, it's you actually it's a debt you owe him
2: Debt I owe him, yes It's a debt
0: Now, now, now so it's no, a debt, right? I think that's, that's a if good it's a debt if it's a debt Then then you could exempt it What you, When you can't exempt it Is if you keep, park it aside And say When I find a house I want to buy it
2: Okay no That's not the case here mm. I've already signed the contract
0: Yeah So May Allah preserve everyone's life But if someone dies For example That has to be you, If you In this example Or whoever the person is If he dies Where the money would go we have to figure that out. That's a way to determine the litmus test: is it is is the deal cancelled or will the the, the closing has to happen? Like so, try to determine that.
2: So the earnest money is given. The
0: earnest money is given.
2: The earnest money is non-refundable. Mm-hmm. You have to. Close. Yeah. So
0: there's no zakat on the earnest money. That's for sure. That's what. Yeah. But now the rest of the balance. money
2: has to be transferred to close that deal. Yeah.
0: So you don't have the deed yet. You don't own the house. nor does. He own the money. Physic-
2: yeah. So. Uh, physic- <laughs> I have to. Ha- I will have the physical um uh, occupancy of that property mm. after Ramadan but I have already gone and gave my word yeah. through and ra- written that that yes this will be my house after Ramadan or my shop after Ramadan
0: I think yeah I think we could it's safe to say that subhanallah the bear and shi- uh, the fiqh says al yan'aqidu bil-ijabi wal that the bear comes into existence the sale through the offer and acceptance which has happened and you just, uh, it's mu'ajjal, uh, meaning you are going to pay him the price, the money in a few days. Yes. So you owe it to him. So you don't have to pay zakat on it. Okay. The situation where you would have to is if you sold a house and, and you're just going month to month rent and you have money, cash, and you're like, I got to find something and you still haven't signed a contract. In that case, it would be zakatable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: one uh, more a lot question. Of and the last question. <laughs> last one, okay. Gold jewelry. Um, yeah, we have daughters bought some gold jewelry for to, to be given to them at mm. their wedding. Uh, they are not 18 or they are 18 but they cannot pay. Do I pay zakat on that?
0: Yeah. So 18 of course is again the legal age but for Sharan it's right? So balugh could happen at whenever they become physically mature. 11, 9, 10, 11, 12, whatever. Mm-hmm. So if they're not bali, first of all the question is do you own it and you want to give it to them later, or have you made them Malik now?
2: I have made them Malik now okay, so that's I one thing. told them that this is theirs yeah
0: let me I explain all all the scenarios that limited to you as well as for everyone's benefit, the other scenarios. so the scenarios are such that if you make the girl the Malik an an owner of the gold, then when she is a miner, there's no zakat on it, and when she becomes balikah, there will be zakat on it and there will be zakat on it, meaning you can pay it on her behalf but she has to make the niyah. you have to tell her that there is some gold I have kept for you, you don't have to tell her how much or what it is, and I'm going to discharge the zakat, do you give me permission and she will say yes, naturally right? so that is with respect to making her the malika. if you remain the malik, then whether she is not balik or balik, either way you still have to give zakat on it, because you are the malik you are planning to make her the malik on her wedding later, so you are still the owner now so that covers the four scenarios Okay.
2: However, uh, if they do not meet the nisab, because that's the only
0: If you make them the malik and they're not balik they don't pay when they are balik and if it's below nisab and they have nothing else, then again they don't have to pay. However, if that same gold, you were holding it and you were going to give it to them when they're married, then you would have to pay because you are past the nisab Thank you so much Yeah. Okay. Online questions? Yeah.
1: Okay, where do I start from?
0: i go up like this so there's some online questions. Let's see what they are. F- f- see, I've read in a couple of books and heard from several scholars that zakat is only applicable on the assets, cash, gold, stocks saved over a period of one year. Can you please provide some insights into what? No. Yeah, basically it is one year. It's once a year. And we talked about this slides already that on your zakat due date, whatever you have, you have to give zakat on it. F- see. If I consider... you see what's the inherent problem with this where he says zakat is only applicable on the assets saved over a period of one year so anything that enters into your possession you are gonna note it down I mentioned 15th and 30th but between also that's for a uh, uh, right? like most of us we just get twice but so what about the guy who is a businessman he's making profit every day and if he saves a portion of that profit every day Okay, how are you going to? This so this is a, a. There is the annual concept, but it's not annual percent in dollar, it's annual per person. I do not remember the date I became eligible. So, the, uh, I decided my zakat. Oh? Okay, so anyway, so move down. What do you want me to do? Mirza Danish beg. If a wife or husband are non-Sayyid, then can you give zakat to the non sayed spouse? If a wife or husband. Are non Sayyid, then can you give Zakat to the non Sayyid spouse? Meaning, you can't give your own spouse anyway, and if you're giving to a, a, a um, you can give Zakat to the non Sayyid spouse. Yes. So, for example, if there is a Sayyid husband and a non Sayyid wife, you can give Zakat to the non Sayyid wife, and vice versa. Each one is individual, independent. The only one that is a dependent is the children. If the father is Sayyid, then the children are Sayyid. A Mubashir. I have a question on incurred expenses in month. if my nisab date is March 23rd should I calculate all expenses till April 22nd in this category first of all just a reminder it's not supposed to be March or April it has to be an Islamic date because if you're going to go with the uh, the Gregorian date solar date not the lunar date then you will end up uh, paying less zakat over time right? just now for example look at Ramadan it used to be in summer now it's in March it's going to be in the winter. We know that. The lunar year is shorter. If the lunar year was longer and you're going into solar year, fine. You're erring on the side of caution. You may end up paying more. Then you could still go with the solar date. But the lunar year is shorter. So your zakat would be due more. More number of times over number of years. So that's why I make sure it is the lunar date. So you can calculate in the lunar month whatever is due... You, all the current expenses can be deducted for one month not from your lunar date, uh, your due date, from, for that month for that month. Zeeshan Bhai, if business is a bakery is the zakat on the inventory or the final product? Final product. A bakery has ingredients that may expire. There's no zakat on the ingredients. 10 pounds of flour may make a lot of cake but unlikely you'll sell. Yeah, it's only not on raw goods uh, raw material, only on finished goods Rani, what, what if you're in credit card debt do you have to pay zakat on that gold you and your spouse don't have the funds for it how would you go about that yeah so you can deduct your monthly payment of your credit card debt if you're paying the entire thing off then you can deduct the entire thing but if it's a long term credit card debt then your monthly credit card debt you can deduct <laughs> if a woman has a lot of gold which is mostly used during special occasions does it require zakat? yes May you clarify, Kamran Hussein. May you clarify again? Calculating zakat off of employee contribution versus your own to 401k. Yes, if it is vested, you have your contribution and employer's both. If it's unvested, only yours, not the employer's. Sayed, sayyid. Leftover amount from last year's zakat can be added to this year. You you can add it, but you can't you know make your due zakat this year less. Like, if you have $5,000 you owed in zakat last year and you have another 5000 this year, give it together $10,000, yes. Um, if my wife is working, is my wife responsible for her goal, zakat? Whether a wife is working or not working or their, a husband is working or not working, everyone is responsible for their own. And the other partner can help them out. The husband can help the wife, the wife can help the husband, either way. Uh, shakil can you give zakat to a Muslim who openly commits shirk? If he commits shirk, what type of shirk? If he's committing shirk, he's not a Muslim. Then he's not a Muslim committing shirk. He's a mushrik at that point. Um, okay. First see, I purchased all the gold in India. Should I discharge the zakat based of current price in India or US? Same. same. The gold price is the same, yeah, the actual gold price. Akib Sheikh, can we save the session for zakat calculation and come back later to edit? Can you can see, leave the tab open. Oh, just leave the tab open. Yeah. Yeah, leave your, Okay, yeah, if the tab is open, it won't save it, and your information is not saved with us either. (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, Can you please talk about the liabilities section on the site? What qualifies as liabilities? Uh, We covered that, 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 that's you owe. Okay, can we give zakat to unmarried siblings? Yes, married or unmarried, you can. Does 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 the receiver of zakat need to know they are receiving zakat, or can we avoid mentioning? Yes, you can avoid mentioning. You don't need to say it. Um, okay. Faisal Ishaq, Zakat on 401k or is based on amount contributor or current account balance? Um, current account balance, current account balance for every year. Amjad Ali, after calculating Zakat, what should one do if they don't have enough liquid cash to pay it? Um, the only way that would happen is if it's money owed to you. Because Zakat is on savings, not on income. So Zakat by its nature is on your savings, 2.5% so uh, your 97.5% is remaining with you the only scenario where you don't have liquid cash to pay it is if you're calculating for money owed to you or your 401k in those scenarios you don't pay it and you pay it when you get it Muhammad Atiyat, if one borrows a loan of $10,000 from a relative without a clear repayment date and only has $9,000 in his bank account at the end of the year is there any zakat due upon him? Um, if it's from a, clear, from a relative, he should pay it back as soon as possible. And, and um, he will not have to pay zakat. He needs to pay the his relative first. He needs to pay his relative. He shouldn't be holding on to this 9,000. He should keep the bare minimum he needs to survive, 1,000 for example. And 8,000, give it away in the debt, and you only have 2,000 still debt. So he should pay off the debt. We should not sit with this debt. Allah Ta'ala doesn't want to charge us zakat If we still have debts to each other Rahim Adams If we have inheritance that hasn't been shared Is that zakatable? No, it's not zakatable That was mentioned Until you receive it Khadija Ved, on personal stocks Do we have to pay zakat on entire amount of the stocks? Yes Minhaj, I am going to pay off all my student loan in August I have saved the money since last year Do I have to give zakat on that money? Uh, if you have saved it You have to pay zakat on it Unless you, if you are going to pay, just pay it. As soon as you pay it off, then it's not in your savings anymore. Then it's not zakatable. Just do pay it, then it's not zakatable. Abdul mateen Muhammad, if I gave loan to someone and I'm not sure whether they will return it, should I pay zakat every year until they repay it? We covered this detail. The bad debts. Um, if you have lost hope, then stop paying zakat. Zakat is not due on the bad debt. Danish, I'm working at a federal facility where they have IMRF pension, I cannot withdraw money until I retire or until I switch to another job that does not have this plan. it a got to do on this now. This is a specific type of pension I have to look into. You can email the question. Inshallah. So this pension is uh, I work in the family mm-hmm. facility. This pension is similar to 401k. It is tight. You cannot touch it. Mm-hmm. Yes it is in your name when you retire. Mm. You touch so same like a 401k okay so if it if it is tra- if it's tra- if it's vested in the sense you can take it with you to another job you can, no this is pension you cannot no, yeah, yeah yeah you cannot touch it yeah so at so that at that point is not zakatable then this pension is not zakatable basically when you retire it's a gift you're getting that date you never have any you don't have it he's planning to give you the gift the employer you can make the so of it that way and when you retire then he's giving you the gift at that point until then you have nothing it's not zakatable. If you paid more zakat, then what's due? Can you roll that over to the following year? Um, so you paid zakat extra, can you roll it over? Sharan uh, there's a difference of opinion about this in the Malikiya say you cannot prepay your zakat. Hanafiya say you can. So, if, uh, 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 like for example, if there is this big need right now, there's some crisis globally. So you pay your zakat now, and you pay additional zakat. That's not even due on you. Then next year you can you can deduct it. Yeah. So I don't have uh, access in this. So I don't have access to this pension money at all. Yeah, that's Danish. Okay. Tariq Mahmoud, can we give zakat to students studying here in U.S. But back home they might be not eligible for zakat. They might be doing odd jobs to make their day-to-day needs. Yeah, basically do they have Nisab or they don't? If they have Nisab, they cannot receive money. Zakat. If they do if they do not have the Nisab, they can. Ijaz Ahmad, if I'm paying for my vehicle three year installment, do I need to deduct the whole debt? Three years or only debt for yeah, for your one monthly payment only. khair. you can say that this Just is over. Stand. Just say that we have finished
3: online questions. Yeah. Okay. The, 50, check, the 501C contribution, mm-hmm. when we made it mm-hmm. to a non-profit organization, we give the money to them, they give the tax break. yeah Do we have to pay zakat on yeah, that? Yeah,
0: basically, this so is another FAQ. The tax deduction that you get, the refund from the IRS, is the refund is not on your zakat. The refund is on the tax you paid on that. For example, what, how does tax work? Tax is on your income. So, say if a person earned $100,000. He has to pay tax on $100,000. From the $100,000, he gave one thousand dollars in, uh, in 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 or sadaqah to a non-profit organization. On that one thousand dollars, he also paid tax. So the IRS is giving him a refund on the tax that he paid on that one thousand. They're not giving him a refund on the zakat he paid. If the for, if the organization gave him a refund on the zakat, oh, you gave thousand dollars zakat, we give you hundred dollar back. Of course, he would have to give that hundred. But he's not getting a refund on the zakat. He's getting a refund on the tax that he paid on that zakat. So therefore, it is halal for him to take that refund back, and he doesn't have to give that out in, back in zakat.
3: And he, you mentioned about the mortgage payment. Does it include the equity or actually the mortgage payment?
0: No, the payment, uh, the, the equity, the, the payment that a person is making every month. Every month. Yeah. Okay, but that includes taxes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Okay.
3: So if my due date is not set, I just pay Zakat every Ramadan and I am paying Zakat today, will I add my income that will come in the next uh, in the remaining Ramadan? No, no.
0: You, the future income will not be added. Okay. Yeah. It's only the savings that you have. And we should set the date. Yeah. We should set the date.
3: So the, sa- the same thing would be if you're due to get the tax refund coming, the same reason. Would that be, you know what's your refund going to be, but you haven't Got it before. If it the refund
0: made. is going to be coming, you haven't got it, there's no zakat on it.
3: Okay. Now, the question is if somebody has kept some money for sadaqa purpose only, that money is going to sadaqa for the whole year. Yeah. There's no zakat on that, right? That's 100% sadaqa money, separate. Yeah, apart. 100% he made the niyyah. This money is in sadaqa. Huh? Yeah, somebody's kept $10,000. Let's say this is $10,000 sadaqa for this year, I'm going to give someone. That's going to be gone in sadaqa anyway. Is there any zakat on that part of the money?
0: Hmm. He hasn't given it yet. He's still holding it. Okay. Yeah.
3: So, the so then he
0: can give the 2.5% from that Sadaqah money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 100 <laughs> percent. You want to give 100% of that away, so just get 2.5% of it in Zakat, and then 97% in Sadaqah. Okay. That's why I was asking, I, I mean, I asked the students that, uh, who, who's a person uh, who uh, has um, 25 million dollars cash? And he doesn't have to give 2.5% of it in zakat. Why and why not? So everyone was shocked. $25 million sitting in cash. I said he won the Powerball lottery. He doesn't give 2.5%. He has to give 100%. <laughs> <laughs> right? so, uh, so you don't give 2. percent right? Then I asked the students that, uh, what's a scenario where uh, you don't give zakat and diamonds and you give on dirt? I said, what? You give zakat and dirt. Because if, you, if you're selling topsoil, and you buy and sell, then it's your inventory. You give it any diamond, if you're just keeping it at home, there's no zakat in the diamond, right? So all these weird, uh, um, um, what is it called? Sinatra. Riddles, yeah, a lot of riddles we so did. L-
3: yeah. last question would be is, uh, you know, for all these fard, or you know, like Salah, Hajj, Psalm, you do the fard, and if you want to do extra, it's all nafal. But for zakat, you want to be careful, and if you owe like 5,000 zakat, you, you want to be careful, you pay seven $8,000 what happens, the extra goes to, as enough of Sadaqah?
0: Absolutely, Alhamdulillah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you want to give uh, Zakat to relatives, but you are not 100% sure,
1: regarding their, you cannot ask them, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Whether you are eligible. Okay, if you
0: want to give Zakat to relative and you're not 100% sure, there's a couple of easy solutions. Number one is like, there's, for example, they say, my relative, my sister, cousin, brother, in India, Pakistan, wherever, overseas, uh, they have a Shadi coming up. That's a very FAQ. So there are a couple things you can do. One is that you don't know about the father and mother, they have gold or they have some savings which will make them above the threshold. This is where the nisab of gold helps out a lot. But really doesn't help, for the, ma- for the woman it doesn't help out much because they may have gold still. So what you do is you can give the money to the baligh children. Remember when they are not baligh they are dependent of their parent. When they are baligh they are considered independent. So there is a huge opening there. Because there are a lot of baligh children their parents have gold and silver and money but they have what? Nothing. They don't have college funds in their names. A lot, a lot, a lot of young people and when did they become baligh not at 18 13 14 so or even 12 or a girl maybe 9 10 so you have 11 year old girl 12 year old girl her parents maybe well off but sharan she's considered baligh right so she's independent so or boy becomes baligh he's independent so you can give the zakat money on the name to the in the name of the boy or the girl right And, or what you can do is, that's one option. Or the mother, if she has gold, she could say that this gold, I give it as a gift to my daughter. And now she doesn't have gold anymore, so she can become an eligible recipient. Third thing you can do is you can tell them, go ahead and, like the contract, sign the contracts for the marriage hall and this and that and the expenses. Borrow money for it, literally. What happens when they borrow money? Now their debts exceed their assets. Now they become zakat eligible. Before he took the debt, he wasn't Zakat eligible. Like he had gold and silver, or he had some money above the Nisab. So you can't give him zakat money. But once he made those uh, deals, and now he owes the money, so now he's in debt. So now you can give him Zakat money. You just made him zakat eligible. All right? Another thing is that uh, uh, if, if the Nisab is 5,000, uh, if you give somebody a $5,000 check, he has, say, his balance is zero. You gave him 5,000 dollars? And then after that, you want, can you give him another $2,000 check? No. Because now he becomes sahib nisab But one shot, can you give him 7000 Yes. Right? So, so there's the, the different practical things. If you, instead of giving it in two shots, if you give it in one shot, you can give him the bigger amount. Maslahatan is that the more, wisest thing to do to give like a huge sum of money to one person? No, but if there's a particular circumstance, you gotta look at the whole picture. There's a person in the family; he has a need. Um, yeah, wedding coming up, for example. So then you can you can help them out like that too. So there are a lot of different solutions. Oh.
1: Another question uh, regarding, like for example, if I want to pay tuition for my son, mm. right? I'm, so. Does it go in deduction, like uh, for,
0: um Yeah. So if you want to pay tuition for your son, one is if you make him the malik of the money now, and he's not Balik, there will be no zakat on it. So you you put it into his account. Like those, uh, the, the the there's so many different financial products where you can save money for. It's like some of them are also tax free, right? So he will have access to it when he reaches 18, graduates from high school. So it's not zakatable but if you are keeping it in your account and say that I plan to give it for his tuition it's going to remain zakatable.
1: Last question Mm. Uh, regarding 401k um, for example if I mean I can pay like whatever uh, is due for zakat but then I will be left with very little money and soon I will know that I have to uh, get loan to pay five for my son's uh, like tuitions and mm. things like that. So in that case, is it better to pay zakat or obligatory or uh, should I st- like not take the loan for my son? What is preferable is that? What's case? preferable
0: is that uh, you don't want to take a loan, but uh, so just, just, just pay the calculator zakat for 401k and when you get the entire amount, then discharge it, Inshallah. You have the full intention, and you did your homework, you calculated it. So inshallah, your reward is secure, inshallah.
3: Assalamualaikum. Yes. Uh, I have a few questions. One is, so the date for zakat you mentioned, is it is it a specific date, or is it like a month, like for the month, for in any time? It should of month, be a specific right? date. Specific date, OK. And second one is on the rental income. So is, it, is the zakat is on the rental income, the whole rental income that I get, or is it like whatever I saved out of
0: it? Yeah, the rental income is just mentioned but at the end of the day, the rental income goes into the bank. So it's already included when you talk about bank balance, fr- frankly. The only reason we mention that is because people are going to be like, wait a second, I have rental property, no zakat? Yeah, well, there is zakat the on the rent accrued. But where is the rent going? It's supposed to be going in the bank, right? And is in the bank an already line item? So it's already covered.
3: For example, for my dad, so he gets the rental income, but that is, that's sole income to run the house. Hmm. So he used that one at the end of the year. Yeah, so the at the
0: end of the, the day, whatever your balance is, you have to give zakat on it. If there's no, nothing left, then there's no zakat. Okay, got it. Yeah. may Allah reward everybody we end with a brief du'a bismillahirrahmanirrahim alhamdulillah oh wassalatu ala rasulillah Allahumma muhammad 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 Allah accept this gathering of knowledge ya rabbal alamin oh Allah and grant us the reward that Abu Dhar Ghifari told him that, Ya Abu Dhar, if you learn one ayah of the Quran is better than 100 nafal rakaat, and if you learn one bab of Ilm, one chapter of knowledge is better than 1000 nafal rakaat. O oh Allah, grant us all the reward of 1000 nafal rakaat, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, grant us the reward of 1000 accepted makhbul nafal rakaat as we went through the whole chapter of Zakat, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, allow us to all discharge this obligation, and O Allah, discharge all of our remaining obligations to you and to your servants. And to return back to you in such a condition that we owe no one any one penny, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Subhanahu wa rabbika, Rabbil Al-Izzati, عَمَّا يَصِفُونَ وَسَلَمَ عَنْ الصَّدِينَ